Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is September 18th, 2023. It is Monday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by the Crohn's Clearing. What a great name. (laughs) And let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, life is so damn short. For fuck's sake, just do what makes you happy. By Bill Murray. So we are drinking orange besom this week from Sip a Spell. Orange besom is a rich chocolatey tea that has sweet orange. It is bright. It is lively, but it also is grounding and smooth. I personally think it's ideal for the dark half of the year. And it is blended with para tea, orange, cacao nibs, blue cornflowers, and chocolate orange flavoring. So, um... Let's talk a little bit about Parati. So this comes to us from clubmagichour.com. So Pura is double fermented black tea. So it's like black tea, but like more. So although the Chinese have known Pura's amazing benefits for centuries, it became a prize discovery among Western tea lovers fairly recently. Only the leaves coming from the province of uh, Yunnan and under strict controlled fermentation are allowed to be called para. So after spending five long years in warm, moist cellars, the tea develops its unique wine-like taste. So um, black tea promotes heart health. It decreases the chances of dementia. Black tea lowers blood pressure and blood sugar, and it contains... L-theanine, which is an amino acid responsible for the balanced delivery of caffeine. So really cool. Now, what about Pura specifically? So Pura specifically is said to help purify uh, the body. It can promote healthy bones and reduce stress. It can help the liver process high-fat food content and um, is... Even though I'm not promoting this, but it it is also said that it's very heavily used in the practice of intermittent fasting. All right, so I'm going to explain how we got to our headlines because this was a bit of a rabbit hole for me. So I came across a podcast and it is called South China Morning Post. And at least I think it's a podcast. That's the impression I'm under. Yeah, it's a podcast. So it's called South China Morning Post. And they were talking about how um, you can avoid spirits during Hong Kong's most haunted month. And I was like, does Hong Kong have a most haunted month? I need to explore this. I need to know all about this. So this led me down this rabbit hole. And so for our headlines today, is this a headline? No. Is it cool information? I think so. So for today, we are going to talk about Ghost Month. Who knew? 
So this comes to us from Wikipedia. The Ghost Festival or Hungry Ghost Festival in Taoism. Um, it, so it's in Taoism and Buddhism is a traditional festival held in certain East and Southeast Asian countries. According to the Chinese calendar, the Ghost Festival is on the 15th night of the seventh month. So in Chinese culture, the 15th date of the seventh month and the lunar calendar is called Ghost Day. And the seventh month is called Ghost Months, in which ghosts and spirits, including those of, of deceased ancestors, come out from the lower realm. Yeah. And like, come and visit. So I thought that was really cool. So on the 15th day, the realms of heaven and hell and the realm of the living are open and both Taoism and Buddhists would perform rituals to transmute and absolve the sufferings of the deceased. Intrinsic to Ghost Month is veneration of the dead, where traditionally uh, descendants extend the um, like to their ancestors even after their deaths. Activities during the month would include preparing ritualistic food offerings, burning incense, burning joss paper, paper mache, um, as well as uh, other materials such as clothes, gold, fine goods uh, for the visiting spirits to enjoy. Elaborate meals, often vegetarian, would be served with empty seats for each of the deceased in the family, treating the deceased as if they are still living. Ancestor worship is what distinguishes uh, the Yingming Festival from the Ghost Festival because the latter includes paying respects to the deceased, including the same in younger generations, while the former only includes older generations. Other festivals may include buying and releasing miniature paper boats and lanterns on water, which signifies giving directions to lost ghosts and spirits of the ancestors and other origins. I thought that was so cool. So I just wanted to share, um, technically not a headline, but I got to this from a headline. I'm not sure, but really neat. I thought you'd really like it and super cool. All right, witches, I am throwing this over to our moon correspondent, and after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Monday, September 18th. The waxing crescent moon moves from Libra's glad-handing to Scorpio's intense gaze today. Here, the moon trines Saturn. The trine to Saturn gives us the energy to really put the work in on something. Saturn is retrograde in Pisces, so instead of starting something new, we may be reworking something. In Pisces, this may be something of a spiritual or creative endeavor. If you have a project that you've been putting off, especially something that is creative or involves nonlinear thinking, today is a great day to pick it back up. You may gain a new perspective or see a different opportunity with it today. If you still feel like things are developing quite slowly, just know that Saturn is still retrograde and things are just going to be slow. Your daily moon mantra is, don't fear moving slow, fear standing still. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. 
which is check out the Crohn's Clearings Broom Closet Nature Camp for Samhain 2023. Four full days and five nights of wandering in the woods, playing in the river, building the big fires, and staring up at the universe and the mountains of North Carolina. Limited to a max of eight people, you can unwind, unplug, and relax on five private acres of river, streams, and forest. This includes your own private powered platform tent, cot, heated bathhouse, and amenities that make camping into a glamping experience. Making your own schedule, you can play with clay, sand, beads, woods, and more from the full stocked craft area. Do your own thing for a few days, unwind, unplug, and reconnect to the earth. No kids, this is an adult-only zone, 21 and up. 45 miles northeast of Asheville, North Carolina, just north of the Pisgah National Forest. So check it out at thecronesclearing.com slash naturecamp.html. All right, we are back. So uh, we are entering the fall season. Thank heavens. And we are coming upon Maybon. So let's talk a little bit about Maybon. What is it? What do we do? How does it work? We're talking about Maybon all season or all week. So today we're talking about its history and origins. Uh, tomorrow we're going to talk about solo ways to celebrate. Uh, then we're going to talk about group ways to celebrate. And then we're going to talk a little bit about being basic witches. And we're going to talk a little bit, a little bit about pumpkin spice lattes. So this whole week is going to be Maybon and fall celebratory. So this comes to us from the book, from the Boston Public Library, the origins and practices of Maybon. So Maybon is a pagan holiday and one of the eight Wiccan Sabbaths celebrated during the year. Maybon celebrates the autonomal equinox in the Northern Hemisphere. And September 23rd of this year will be the, um, actually, I think it's the 21st this year, will be the autumnal equinox. However, the Southern Hemisphere is the opposite. So for them, it's in March. Many civilizations have celebrated a harvest festival around the equinox. In the 1700s, the Bavarians, part of present-day Germany, began a festival that starts in the last week of September. They called this Oktoberfest, and the festival has had lots of feasting and celebrating. Oktoberfest is still celebrated in Bulgaria today. Many cultures see the second harvest after Lamas and Equinox as a time for giving thanks. This time of year is when farmers know how well their summer crops did, how well their animals were fed, and how well they did. So this determines whether you and your family would have enough food for winter. So this is why people used to give thanks around this time. Thanks for their crops and animals. And it's probably the origins for um, American Thanksgiving. So by the end of November... Um, there's not much left to harvest. So the name Mabon comes from the Welsh god who was the son of the earth mother, uh, mother goddess. 
However, there is evidence that the name was adopted in the 1970s and the holiday was not originally a Celtic celebration. I'm sure you've heard me talk about this, that like the Wheel of the Year, we like to say that these are all like ancient holidays, kind of, sort of, but not really. It's more like us kind of packaging all of this historic stuff and celebrations into just a really consumable thing, you know? So, um, yeah, Maybon, it's about giving thanks and um, knowing how well your crops did, right? So instead of trying to look at Maybon through the lens of, well, it's giving thanks and being grateful, instead of looking at it like that, which I don't think is always the point, why don't we try to look at it through a similar lens of what they originally would have been doing back then, which again is kind of the point of these celebrations, but I think we, you know, article after article after article, we lose that a little bit. So remember what they were saying is around this time, you would have known how well your crops did, how well your animals were fed if you were going to survive the winter. So what would a modern lens of that look like, right? And that is how we can approach Maybon modernly in a way where we're actually honoring the holiday and not just kind of cartoonifying it, you know? So for example, um, what is something that you got through this summer and what does your trajectory look like, right? And it's going to look different for all of us. Maybe you had a great summer. Maybe you had, you had a great summer and you got a bonus at work and you got a promotion and your friends um, are just, just think you're the best thing in the world. And so you're like, okay, that is what I went through this summer. Where am I currently standing? I'm standing in a good place. And now you can look forward and go, can I um, extend all of this goodness through winter through until next year, right? For me personally, I had a very hard summer, a lot of ups and downs, emotional up and um, ups and downs. So for me, I can take Maybon and I can go, okay, where am I at? What have I been through? And I'm like, okay, I've had some ups and downs. Um, emotionally, I've been dealing with things I've never dealt with before. Mentally, I've been dealing with things I've never dealt with before. This has been hard. Um, However, am I in a better place because of those hardships? And I would say, yes, I am in a better place. Um, I had to I had to have those hardships for my trajectory to look brighter, right? And so that's what my celebration can be about. My celebration can be about, hey, this was a hard summer, but because my summer was hard, I now have all these great, wonderful things to look forward to. And uh, yeah, and I think that's something worth celebrating. So again, instead of trying to Maybon, this is how I feel about the Wheel of the Year. Um, again, sometimes I feel like it's we're celebrating something that no longer relates to our life. And we're kind of infantilizing it a little bit be like, oh, it's just about picking apples and yay. But no, that's not what it's about, right? 
we have to look through the lens of why it would have been being celebrated back then. Yes, it was about harvest and food, but that's typically, um, and especially in the U.S. where our food is very, you know, hyper uh, produced and all of that, we don't have those same feelings towards crops that we did in Maybon. So why are we still focusing on crops? Like, that's the point I'm trying to get across here, even if I'm not doing it particularly well. Um, so instead, what's that emotion they were feeling? Why was this something worth celebrating? And if we can, if we can capture that emotion, we can celebrate these things authentically, or at least authentically to the spirit of why we do them in the first place. So I think that is something to think about. The last six months, how has it been for you? And looking at the last six months, what do your next six months look like? Do you need to do spell work? Do you need to change course? Do you need to make things better? Do you need to keep things good? What do you need to do? And celebrate. Celebrate a hard journey that's going to lead to greater things. Celebrate a great summer and your wish for it to continue. That is how I think we should look at this. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I had my little rants moment. I don't think I I don't think I have one this whole week. So that's that's it. That's that's it. Um anyways, I do wish we modernized the wheel of the year a little bit more um so that we actually get something out of it. And I think we see this for all holidays, right? We see this we see this with Christian holidays. With Christian holidays is the spirit still there? You know what I mean? And I feel like we're losing the spirit a little bit. All right, witches. What a note to end on. But I do have a card pull for you today. Our card today is Brave from Dark Magic Oracle. Brave is about understanding the role of perfectionism and discipline it takes to not give up if something is difficult or taking longer than you hoped. Realize you can improve a situation simply by how you choose to observe it and let and let it affect you. Let go of the mental grind of needing things to fit a predetermined outcome without exception. Be open to different avenues and opportunities arising and surprising you along the way. Oh, I forgot to look at practices, daily practices. Let me see. Whoops, I closed it too soon. Okay, here we go. Daily practices. Carry aquamarine to help you overcome self-sabotage. Drink chamomile tea for ease of spirit and comfort. Implant your feet firmly in the earth. Smile and state your name every day to affirm your positive presence in the world. All right, witches. That is all I've got for you today. Let me see if I have any housekeeping. I do not, but I do want to give a shout out to listener Casey O. Casey, you sophisticated, sophisticated, perfect newborn baby. Pietra Simmons, you splendid, glorious sun goddess. 
Stephanie Young, you scintillating dreamlike sunset. And Drapaka Cabra. Drapaka Cabra. You graceful, glowing Valkyrie Queen. <laughs> Thank you for so much for being Patreon uh, supporters. I really, really appreciate it. Well, that's all I've got for you today. Uh, so don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we reference today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches. We hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.